Sing Glory! Today we're sitting down with Joy from Koningsbrugge, founder of Jimmy Joy and Sapiens. Food and fuel. Sometimes we just want the fuel. No grocery runs, no need to think about what to eat, what the meal is going to be made up of. Heck, are we being healthy? Am I bothered? Do I even have the time or dime to intentionally put towards what's going on my plate? Joey kind of threw me a curveball here in that he's also helming this whole other no-tropics business, Sapiens, besides Jimmy Joy. So, though we mainly discuss the elephant in the room, i.e. food, its benefits, the drawbacks, this is Lifestyle Longevity or Longevity of Lifestyle with Joey von Koningsbruchen, coming to you from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Um, I was very um, um, different on purpose. Like I was always really looking how to be uh, different than um, the majority, and I hung out with folks that uh, that did the same, like uh, skaters, and punkers, and chabaks. Uh, I'm not sure if you know what that that is, but it used to be like there were groups of. of of bunkers and emos and skaters and and regulars <laughs> way more than than was than it was now. Um, I'm I'm not, not really sure where that uh, where that need to uh, differentiate differentiate uh, came from, but it was a uh, a lot of fun. And now, what do you find is different about who you are? I have uh, different uh, ambitions. I don't really feel uh, the need to be uh, expressively different or, or be perceived as, as such. Yeah, in general, I just have different ambitions than I had back then. Jimmy Joy is um, it's just about uh, creating the healthiest meal possible. So that's not about uh, altering states uh, at all. And I think what we have right now is, is as, as close to that as possible because it's it's based on a large body of science on what you actually need and it has all the sources um, in a manner that makes it bioavailable so that your body can actually use all the nutrients that you need. Yeah, maybe, maybe the food is the route to actually enhance humans, but probably, you know, uh, gene therapy will be far more effective in the future. I mean, I didn't even know that you had this other company, Sapiens. Is it Sapiens Labs? Yeah, true. Yes, yeah, SapiensLabs.io. Are you guys based in Europe or in the U.S.? Uh, in the U.S. Okay, whoa. Okay, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I did a little bit of digging as well, and I'm seeing that you're, you kind of work as a facilitator of sorts, because, like, I'm, you, you see something you want to do, you're an instigator, and... Even with the pizza company that I saw you'd also launched, you have a concept that you're very mindful on onboarding people whose talents match the specific roles and needs to further that company. Um, and in this way, you're kind of constantly on the move, like starting something new, bringing people on, and then you're on to the next thing. Kind of love to know, are there any ideas that you're currently sitting on that short-term you'd be looking to get off the ground? Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. There are loads of things, and they're mainly in the regenerative medicine sphere area. But I don't have time 
at this moment or resources really to be able to uh, do a successful uh, a biomedical uh, startup. But that's super interesting because there's so much happening in terms of uh, being able to uh, investigate the building blocks of, of life because you can not only read DNA, but you can actually 3D print DNA and it's possible to make synthetic biology. And um, yeah, I just finished a book uh, by David Sinclair called Lifespan, Why We Ate and Why We Don't Have To. That's a, a Harvard uh, medical school professor that had a theory on how to cure aging and remarkably had some uh, great results in, uh, in mice. He's about to publish. He already shared the findings in his book. I, yeah, that's 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 so so groundbreaking to me that I would really I would love to be a part of that field. But at the same time, I really like what I'm doing right now. So um, as a team, human health, human prosperity is, is really uh, an interesting thing. Yeah, that's really where I see your your calling is at in all of these companies and roles that you've taken on? Mainly I'm doing Jimmy Joy. Um, Sapiens is really just uh, about me wanting to try new tropics and making a company out of it because it's uh, allowed to. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the website and I love how you just simply trying. Meanwhile, you're helming an entire nootropics company here. (laughs) If you uh, really like something, it's good to uh, institutionalize it. Dang, you've just kind of thrown me a curveball here. I would love to discuss Sapiens Labs as well, but okay, got to rein it in a little bit. Um, See, after kind of getting a feel for the way you work, how long do you actually think you'll be at Jimmy Joy? Because it seems like it's challenging and stimulating you enough. Um, Yeah, Jimmy Joy is very challenging because it's based on uh, science. It's hard to A-B test things because, you know, you can't uh, have a control group eating one thing and a control group eating another because no one actually is going to do that for, and, and you need to do that for like 30 years to have actually good data. That's something that's not not possible. So it's, uh, it's a really hard science and the government bodies that determine how much World Health Organization and the European Food Safety Authority for, and the FDA, for example, determine how much of a nutrient you need. But at the same time, yeah, they need to base themselves on such a large body of uh, research that they're not agile, but they're probably the most correct you can be. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to spot things before it becomes the norm so that you can actually add benefit before uh, uh, anyone uh, else uh, so yeah so that you can add that benefit the fastest so yeah, that, 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 that field is, is very interesting at the same time it's, it's uh, very international um, so we have local fulfillment in Los Angeles in, in New York in Sweden in Spain we have production in over several countries like 25 employees that makes it very interesting from a science and also from a business perspective to grow and navigate this field. There's a lot to be done. Yeah, so, so yeah, the whole, I, I like that whole dynamic so far. So how are you scaling the business in terms of innovation with regards to food and the formulas? And, you know, there's fruit, food protocol, there's certifications, regulations, everything that you need to go through, especially on an international scale, but also staying within 
what governments are setting for their people in terms of, yeah, what you're allowed to be using in products, what's safe for the people, in quotation marks, to be eating. I employ a food scientist to um, a master's degree in the food technology to um, work on the formula. And in terms of legal, I employ my uh, sister. <laughs> and uh, she's a former lawyer. So yeah, that's how I navigate in that, uh, that space. And what's, what was that transition period like? The investors and funding and, you know, just getting the concept off the ground. Yeah, the content started because I really wanted the, the product to exist for myself. So uh, I was doing a lot of painting, making art, and I just really hated it that I needed to stop that whole endeavor to, you know, go to the supermarket, think uh, about what I want, wanted to eat, blah, 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 and uh, clean up. So it, it kind of like ruins the flow at some point. So what I used to do was make shapes that had everything that's good for me but based on like my, my grandma's knowledge you know yeah <laughs> I have, a, have a lot of spinach in there and maybe some some nuts maybe even an egg um, oh uh, that didn't taste that good no it tasted terrible oh. uh, but but it worked i called it popeye grass <laughs> and um, i had that in the fridge and ever whenever i felt hungry you know, if you want to eat fast, it's very tempting and there's a lot of options that are unhealthy. So to eat fast and healthy requires some uh, some work. So that's how I did that then. And then saw another company, a company in America that actually um, went a step further and took the actual recommended daily intakes when formulating. So I wanted to buy that. It immediately resonated with me because I was already doing such a thing in a crude sense. But they couldn't really ship to, uh, I was creating it for other people and selling it. And then I made, a, so then I decided to make a, a website. So I, I, I built a, a web shop to sell uh, some things. And then a, some, a friend of mine that works for Vice, Vice Media, decided to write a piece on it. And that went really uh, well. I mean, it, uh, it went uh, very viral got translated into all other vices in the world, including the US and the UK, which are very large. So all of this and I had huge amounts of traffic going to the website and more media inquiries and more people wanting me to make it for them. Yeah, so I hired my then roommate and remodeled the apartment that I lived in that was in the, in the center of uh, Amsterdam to be a food production uh, space, <laughs> but it was very small. And I used to, had to call the suppliers and they would like verify, is the address correct? That actually where you're located? <laughs> because it was like, just, it wasn't an industrial place at all. It was yeah, your apartment. <laughs> a very narrow street. And it was also on the fourth floor. So oh my God. They would, I would ask them to just leave pellet on the sidewalk and then I would walk up and down with the, with the individual bags uh, of 25 kilograms to uh, mix and create all the shakes. And then after it was done, walk all the way down uh, again to the post office to actually ship them to the customers. But yeah, and they kind of like organically grew, soon got too uh, small, so we, we switched, uh, I hired... Uh, 
an area and then another area and then another which we currently are at and is 2000 uh, square meters and it has a professional food grade production area built in that's pressurized and so no dust particles can come in and everyone is everyone that works there is wear special suits yeah sanitized and, um, that's how kind of grew uh, into a company uh, uh, over the years well, I mean, you would really be needing all those shakes walking up and down those stairs. <laughs> so how did you go from being situated in Europe to expanding internationally? Especially when you're already seeing the concept pretty prevalent within the U.S. What was that like kind of breaking into that industry? Yeah, well, when we started it, uh, when we, the, the concept in America was very much about... Um, being in uh, being as close to water as you can possibly be with food. So having no uh, texture, having no uh, smell, having no taste, um, that, that was their goal. But I, when I started doing it, the, I immediately had the urge to also make it tasty because, you know, if you're going to do something 30 days, it's, it's kind of important. It's not, yeah, it's not. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I focused the branding on that aspect. Also to, like, combat the, the notion of um, that food has to be, it's, it's also enjoyment, and that's, all, of course, very true, but sometimes food can get in the way of enjoyment. So I wanted to express, well, their branding was very, uh, clean and minimal and uh, scientific. I wanted the branding more to be about, you know, this is actually a celebration. This, this is actually about freeing you up to do the things that you love. And would you say that your overall functioning being is optimal? Are you ha are you satisfied with your physical and cognitive performance? Yes, I'm. I'm very comfortable. But, and uh, I believe healthy. I never have any uh, complaints. I, I'm, I'm very energetic. Um, but at the same time, just like everyone else, I'm slowly uh, decomposing and and are are dying. Nice thoughts. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's re remarkable how optimistic we are as a species. Because as far as we know, we're the only species that actually know that. On a, on a deep level, like it's, of course a cat or whatever knows that it, it has to flee or it's going to die, but at, at least if it succeeds in fleeing from a predator, for example, it, it, it's, it has a relief that it saved its life and now that, and that everything can remain, come, become back to normal and safe and uh, again, but we know that eventually whatever you do, it's um, it's like not um, helpful in, on the long term. There's nothing you can do to cheat uh, that. So yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so it's it's, uh, yeah, it's remarkable that we're so um, that we're laughing about that whole notion. I think that's very healthy and very um, uh, cool about us as a species that we can have those those thoughts at the same time. Like be very optimistic. Like okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna uh, become that, and uh, at the same time, uh, already know that you're uh, you're about 
to uh, die at some point. My interest lies in upgrading um, health and a, a good uh, diet is a, is a great starting point, but it's not definitely not the whole story. If you're very healthy, you, you're still um, decaying. So I think uh, yeah, that's why I'm very interested in the whole biomedical field, because I think this is the first time in history that there's actual scientific basis to be somewhat optimistic that the problem of aging could be delayed and maybe even delayed significantly and maybe if you delay it long enough the science has time to catch up and maybe cure aging at some point why are you so put off i mean it may seem like a strange question but you know nothing is ever expanding or in growth why would you want to we have a, a set time period here why are you so put off by death and that and that aging needs to be I, I know that there are horrific illnesses but you know the natural process of aging why would you want to offset that um, well yeah those, those diseases mainly so that's the main part if, 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 uh, if life was like okay it's, it's it's nice, it's happy, energetic, that's effective. You're not going to be riddled with pains and diseases. And the side effect of that is that you're, you're going to live for longer. But I think the main goal is just to stop the suffering from, the, from old age. And a byproduct is uh, longevity. But, but even if longevity would mean that you would stay at how you are, when you're like 70 years old. So you could have uh, some, some back pain, some, some maybe, maybe a disease, uh, maybe you need some medicine, but you know, you're, you're a lot slower. You cannot see as well, etc. You cannot hear as well, but still life is, is good enough for, for almost uh, anyone that age, almost anyone of that, that, that age, uh, that that functions is still able to function normally would want to see another day yeah yeah definitely so okay i'm hearing you just go go going and even hearing that you have all these different ideas and concepts that you want to get off the ground as well but you're spread between two companies at the moment um just given your background as well do you have a protocol that you implement in ter in times of when you feel uncertain? Or you have, say, maybe a, a dip just to ground yourself and get you going again? Um, yeah, uh, I like uh, writing as a method to motivate. But when I still study, I used to write in my diary as if it was supposed to be a very, um, very adventurous story. And uh, whenever I got, I got stuck uh, at some point and, and would write on, uh, about all the cool stuff that had happened, then at some point when you're done writing that, it kind of like, the, almost it's, it's like the story r requires a new adventure. <laughs> and that makes it very, um, that works for me as an uh, inspiration to get up and do some, something Okay. New do you fiction, nonfiction? Um, no, it's 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 an uh, it's yeah autobiographical non-fiction. So that, what works for me is like truly writing what happens and where you're going and what you're doing. 
almost brainstorming as well. I've never heard someone's take on this before. Everyone's usually, you know, journaling. They've got their bullet journals, that whole entire trend that got going. This may be the next thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to that moment when you don't really have the energy. I mean, if, if you don't know what to do, then of course, just bullet points on, okay, what, what is it uh, that needs to be done? What's the priority? That works great. But if, if there's a moment when you know what to do, but there's not really the energy, then that's uh, a method that, uh, that is helpful for me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then I'd love to know what you do outside of work. You know, you're in those times that you are energized, but you know you can't always be working. I assume. How do you make time and space to play within your life? Well, to be honest, I I, I do work the majority of the time. I really like my work. Okay, so do you still paint as well? I um, mean, yeah, sometimes, but um, oh, I, yeah, I make uh, collages once a week or so. Wow. Okay, so what what does a day in your life look like then? You're spread between Sapien and Jimmy Joy, how do you, what, what do your mornings look like, your afternoons, your evenings? How do you uh, even use Jimmy Joy in streamlining your days? Yeah, what, what, uh, I, uh, during the day I'm just um, at the office uh, doing uh, whatever is comes up in the morning, like meetings, uh, decisions, um, stuff like that. Um, on uh, Wednesdays I like to do uh, R and D. Um, so uh, in the afternoon, read up, read up on uh, literature uh, ideas that others in the company had, and just try flavors in the, in the morning and work on formulas. Well, on to my my last question. Um, okay. If you could give us an example of a time in your life where it was guts versus logic, and you went with your gut. Ooh, that's, that's, that's almost um, all of the uh, important uh, moments uh, in your decision. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's hardly ever about logic because, um, yeah, well, for example, starting uh, Jimmy Joy was just, uh, wasn't really intentional. It was just like, oh, I, I really like this thing. I would love to have this thing. I can't have this thing. So I'm just going to make this thing for myself. And then... It, it, it would it, I kind of evolved into a company but I just like uh, jumped on uh, on stuff as they happened and and as I enjoyed them but uh, logical would be like looking at the market and seeing a, a product market fit for for just the right thing and yeah. going out and creating that and that's not at all how I work this is guts and glory Joey van Koningsbruggen signing off This was Lifestyle Longevity or Longevity of Lifestyle with Joey von Konigsbrugge. Refer to the show notes to further get to know our guest. Share your thoughts and show us some love by subscribing or again touch to be featured on the podcast. Released every other Monday. Thanks for lending us an ear. Passing on the mic.